Hi, everybody. Welcome to Passion Fruits, a passion project for passionate people. I'm your tomato, Daniel. And I'm your apricot, Adam. I think you've used apricot. I don't care. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, I I get zero points uh for originality, but it's all right. (laughs) He's about to go off. This is like a uh, late night talk show. I'm just going to do a monologue for the first 10 minutes. Oh, God. (laughs) Please do. Uh, All right. So what do we do on this podcast, Adam? Well, Daniel, we... uh, Did we say the name? Yes, we did. <laughs> okay, cool. Passion For, fruits podcast. Pa- That's what passion. we are. Fruits of passion podcast. <laughs> uh, so, what do we do on this podcast, the Passion Fruits podcast, Adam? Well, Daniel. So, yes, we explore what takes someone from being a casual fan of something. Uh, or to, someone, or someone, mm-hmm. yeah. If they're stalkers, yeah. <laughs> to being a passionate <laughs> fanatic about something or someone. So, yeah, so on this podcast, we, we, we explore kind of what takes someone from being a fan to a yes. fanatic, and we talk about a lot of different things, and so every episode, we have a different subject, and we, what, what have we talked about in the past, oh, Daniel? Man. This is the, this ep- is the test. The week, or bi-weekly test that Adam gives me on to figure out what we've talked about. <laughs> well, we've talked about comic books, we've talked about Dave Matthews Band, we've talked about R.E.M., and we've talked about punk rock music. Those Absolutely. are our most recent episodes, yeah. so... <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. today, what are we talking about? So, a cultural icon, yes. at least within the American zeitgeist. Um, actually, world, worldwide? Worldwide, okay. totally, um, yeah. Um, the animated television show, The Simpsons. Uh, yeah, woo, woo-hoo! I've been practicing for the, like the entire week. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> It was really beautiful. You're welcome, listeners. It wasn't really beautiful. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we are going to talk about The Simpsons. Um, I will say that I am a fanatic for The Simpsons. It is my favorite TV show of all time um, and have been watching it for a very, very long time. Uh, And so, but we can get into that when we get into Coco Corner and I Heart the Simpsons. Mm -hmm. Um, But first, let's talk about the Simpsons. If you've been living under a cartoon rock or a blanket of some sort, you may not have heard of the Simpsons. So we'll do a brief, brief, brief overview of what the Simpsons are. Here we go. All right. So the Simpsons. Yes. Is an American animated sitcom created by Matt Groening. Is that how you pronounce the name? Groening. Groening. Sorry, man. <laughs> You're such an asshole. He's listening and he's super, he's super fucking upset. Um, so according to Passion Fruitspedia, yes. the series is a satirical depiction of working class life epitomized by the Simpson family, which consists of five members, uh-huh. Homer, the father, right. Marge, the mother, uh-huh. Bart, the oldest, and yes. the oldest son, yes, and then Lisa, the middle child, yes, and the daughter, and then Maggie, the the baby, the, the, the we will baby, the perpetual baby, yes. Uh, Except in one episode, of course, where haha, they're grown up and she's a she's a teenager. So, <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah. So the show is set in the fictional town of Springfield. And parodies of American culture and society, television, and the human condition. Um, so yes. I, I, it's it's a little bit hard to describe like yeah it it, it is it is a sitcom for all intents right. and purposes so it, it's not uh entirely linear 
as far as the storytelling. Like each right. each episode is, is its own contained story, so it's not like you have to watch episode one to you know episode one of season one to really get the get the gist of the Simpsons. Right. Yeah, they're all pretty well self contained, and it actually started as uh, animated shorts on the Tracy Ullman show. Okay. It wasn't a a 30 minute sitcom until 89, 90. Um, that's 1989, not 1889. <laughs> um, Thank you for the clarification. You're welcome. You're I'm welcome. sure all our listeners, well, our billions the, of listeners, the silly m- millennial listeners probably don't remember uh, back in the day, but we certainly do because we were one years old back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it uh, started in 89 and really hit the ground running. And I think the first two or three seasons um, really was when they exploded uh, and when it changed like the face of TV mm-hmm. to what it is today. Um, just because no one had ever done something like that before, you know, animated shows were kids shows back then. They were right. all like the Ninja Turtles, um, Transformers were literally made to sell toys, Mm -hmm. uh, the cartoons. So having an adult animated sitcom was something totally different. And a smart one at that. Like not not necessarily one that's just like – not like your adult swim type. uh, Craziness. Yeah. Like like, stoned um, jokes. Right. Like – yeah, those guys. Yeah. Um, But – I, I think that the big thing for the for for how we want to frame this episode is is where we really want to explore not just like our personal passions about The Simpsons and, and Daniel is definitely more passionate about the show than I am. Right, but I have a great appreciation for The Simpsons. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> this is this is <laughs> this, this is going to be, be one of the you know, wildly antagonistic <laughs> episodes that you all have listened to. As I'm looking play. at you, Dave Matthews Band episode <laughs> or REM episode. <laughs> um, but I think the, the Simpsons have had such a huge cultural impact on so many different levels, right. and they're uh, it's spot on. Not so from commentaries about uh, kind of the society in general. Right. But then it spawned a whole genre of te- of television, basically, totally. and, and kind of pushed the envelope as far as what's appropriate on television, what is culturally acceptable on television. Right. And we can kind of preview some discussion about that now because The Simpsons, while they focus on the five members of the family, the city of Springfield has tons of people in it, tons of characters in it that the each episode of The Simpsons you may see like fifty of those characters. Right. That's an exaggeration. But you may see a lot of characters and some of those secondary ensemble characters get their own episodes in some seasons, um, like Otto and Apu and um they th- so they have those ensemble characters and the Simpsons have been going, they're still on TV today. Yeah. The thirtieth, thirty first season, or something like that. Is, is a, so I, I thought the thirtieth season just wrapped up, and they're going okay. into yeah because that at least that's what I was reading, yeah. But and I think it was renewed for four more seasons that's after, crazy. which is insane. And we can get into a discussion about how long they've been going. And but you know, for you know, as far as the way that The Simpsons have influenced cultural in general, you know, like so many big writers have come off or like. Uh, comedy writers have come off the Simpsons and we'll discuss that later on in life. But then even, right. you know, the sheer 
volume of celebrity cameos oh, yeah. that Simpsons brings in. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. So, so if you haven't ever watched The Simpsons, and there might be some people out there, uh, go watch The Simpsons. It's a very, very, very funny show. But let's move on to the Coco Corner. Coco Corner. Coco Corner. Yeah. Yeah, we need to, because the Simpsons have a lot of like original songs in some of their episodes. Yeah. So we need to up our game for this episode. We need to have like string music and. Or else uh, Matt Groening will not continue to uh, not listen to our show. He turned it off when you mispronounced his name. (laughs) I'm sure nobody has ever mispronounced his name. Uh, But yeah, let's hop into the Coco Corner. All right, so Daniel, let's let's start off with you. Does that sound good? Yes, it's great. Um, so, I guess we we when you and I were talking about recording this episode, yeah, um, The Simpsons have all, always been like one of those TV shows that are that's always talked about. I don't know if I realized that The Simpsons was your favorite television show. Yeah, um, so it is my favorite TV show and even more so than like some of the modern dramas that have come out and modern comedies I like breaking bad is probably my second favorite TV okay. show, but the Simpsons has always been the show that I go to. Like if I'm feeling kind of shitty or like I need something to laugh at those classic episodes, um, really make me laugh out loud Adam. I loll and raffle <laughs> and lamau all over the place. Lama- oh, lamau. <laughs> um and let's talk briefly cuz well no, we'll talk about that later. Um we're talking about a lot of things later. I know. <laughs> <We're> just, <laughs> this episode is going to be 10 hours passing the buck. Just passing <laughs> yeah, the buck. <laughs> future Adam and Daniel are going to hate it cuz we, <laughs> we definitely forget what we talk about or said we're going to talk about. Um so I got into the Simpsons Back when I was in middle school and high school was really when I started to get into them. Um, My parents wouldn't let me watch The Simpsons. It was too much of an adult show. Like, I remember fifth grade when there was, like, an ad on the radio for, like, Mm -hmm. this Sunday on Fox, Marge Simpson becomes a cop. And that sounded like amazing to me. It sounded like it could be very funny. And some of the clips sounded very funny that they played on the radio. But I didn't get to watch that episode until years down the road when the DVD for that season came out because I just wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. And in high school, in middle school, we weren't allowed to watch TV at all during the week. Okay. Um, then in high school, we were given like an hour, hour and a half of... Uh, TV time each sure. weeknight, and that would kind of revolve around Duke basketball games. Um, but then in that kind of like ninth grade was when the Simpsons' earliest season started coming out on DVD. Uh, okay. So season one came out and season two came out, and then it really, really hit me. I found season one and two to kind of be eh, not that funny. There are some very funny episodes in season one and two, but when season three came out, that was like, holy shit, like there's some really funny stuff in these. I, I think there are some parallels there on on between you and me and our experience because my parents didn't let me watch The Simpsons either. And, and really, Wait, if it's just between you and me, should we turn off the microphone? Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm, they're not recording anymore. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but yeah, like my parents didn't let me watch The Simpsons either when I was yeah. growing up um, and, and, until like the high school era. As The funny thing is I started watching Family Guy before I started watching The Simpsons for whatever reason. And I think it's more uh, – and, and, and we'll, we'll – 
we can talk to this a little bit, but I find that interesting because like if you go back and watch the first like 10 seasons of the Simpsons, which we did yeah. religiously this past week. Yes. <laughs> All the <laughs> um, episodes. You like the jokes are, they're not super raunchy. I, w- I would argue no, that like South Park and family guy and, and some of these other, uh, uh, shows are like push the edge a little bit more. Oh, Totally. I would say that that, the idea that the Simpsons like shouldn't be watched by younger people mm-hmm. probably, and this is hindsight 2020. And of course I wasn't aware of it back then when they came out, but it was so controversial to have a cartoon uh-huh. with a dad drinking beer all the time and gotcha. getting drunk and like being at the bar and a 10 year old kid like saying, don't have a cow, man, and, like, screw you, and, like, eat my shorts, and yeah. damn it, and hell, and crap, and the words they could say on Fox uh, TV. But, <laughs> so, and, like, there was, like, a huge outcry, a public outcry when The Simpsons were coming out that, like, Bart was going to be, like, this terrible role model for all these little kids. Okay. So I think that may have transferred, like, pushed that idea forward mm-hmm. into when we were when we could have gotten into the Simpsons because agreed. I mean, like they're not run like South park and family oh, guys yeah. much worse than the Simpsons ever really is. Uh, the Simpsons uh, is kind of touching compared to yeah. South park and family <laughs> guy. Um, but so when getting back to the cocoa corner, yes. Um, <laughs> we're drifting around <laughs> getting back into the corner of cocoa. Uh, so when the, DVDs came out, I would get them, go down to my local Best Buy, and <laughs> buy the uh, Simpsons seasons on DVD. You just dated yourself, didn't you? You should have said Circuit City, <laughs> I should like, have, uh, like we have Comp in the past. USA. Yeah. <laughs> um, and would, if I, like, you know, couldn't really find anything on TV during, like, the weeknight when I was allowed to watch, you know, like an hour of TV, I would throw on Simpsons DVDs and just like watch those all the time, you know, watch them on the weekend and really just like fell in love with how hilarious they were and really purchased all of the seasons on DVD up until maybe like season 12. Um, and then we'll talk about it later, but a lot of people can, <laughs> a lot of people claim that around that time is when the quality started to decline. Um, after season 12, season 10, but I still like season 11 and 12. Um, go ahead. Um, so my, my question to you is when you first started watching the Simpsons, like in that high school era, you like ninth grade ish. Yeah. Did you get a lot of the jokes that were being said? I did, but I also didn't like some of the jokes are kind of stuck in the time. Yeah. Uh, other jokes, uh, I would get on rewatches, um, when I was a little older, um, but I was, you know, cause a lot of those episodes are just like goofy. Right. Um, let's talk, let's talk about one of the episodes real quick. So I gave Adam a list of episodes to watch, but like, okay. So the episode, uh, from season six, a star is Burns when they have the film festival, uh, Mr. Burns wants to create his own movie showing how great he is and he can't hire, hire Steven Spielberg. So he hires his non, his, he hires, <laughs> he hires the Mexican non-union counterpart, which is <laughs> Senor Spielbergo, which is hilarious. And you know, it's, 
speaks to Hollywood and the kind of political stuff with unions and guilds and all that kind of stuff. But to me, it was just hilarious because it's, you know, funny. Anyway, I'm trying not to explain jokes on this episode. <laughs> uh, this is, but I just love the Simpsons well. so much. Yeah, it's really great. Um, but getting back to me and my household. Oh, good. Yes. Let's, let's not. Let's not lose the. <laughs> let's not uh, d- uh, deviate from no, our eyes on not. the prize. No detours, please. Yes, <laughs> we never, never get off. Topic. Ever. Um, but the watching the Simpsons, this was like a really kind of you know high school's formative year for anybody. You know, going through puberty and your balls drop, uh, even if you're a lady, <laughs> um, and you know oh, it's a special no. time for. <laughs> A young person in their da, life. Da, 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 I learned everything da, 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 I know da, 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 da. from The Simpsons. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your parents' fears came true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but so The Simpsons really shaped my sense of humor. And that explains a lot. I know. Uh, it really does. Um, going back to our comic book episode, we talked about Calvin and Hobbes and Garfield and stuff like that. And when I was younger, I would read those comics and I would often just like in a situation that I thought would work, I would steal a joke from Calvin and Hobbes or like Garfield and like say the joke and people would laugh. And then I'd be like, that's from Garfield. <laughs> that's from, you know, Calvin and Hobbes. But, and then I did kind of the same thing with the Simpsons. Like, you know, up until I realized I could make, I could make someone laugh by telling a similar style of joke without completely ripping off the Simpsons. You sound like half the comedians today. Well, yeah, I'm oh, uh, yeah. Carlos. going back to our stand-up comedy episode. <laughs> Man, we're re- we're uh, referring back to so much. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it's it's this whole push-pull effect of like, oh yeah, you want some more of this high-quality comedy? Go back and listen to the rest of our episodes. Yeah. And if you've listened to them already, listen to them again. Yeah, see you if can, you can figure you, out where I steal all the Simpsons <laughs> jokes. You can see, you can... Uh, uh, explore the many layers of our fashion fruits episodes. Adam is getting deep into this. Uh, getting back to it before Adam no. takes us on a journey through the magisphere. Um, so that again, really just shaped my sense of humor and the goofiness and the silliness really shaped what I tried to do to make people laugh. Gotcha. And I, you know, I'm not saying, Oh, I'm a comedian over here, but I like to make people laugh. Um, you do that in so many ways. I know, you? mostly with dick jokes, but <laughs> and everybody loves those. Nothing wrong with a good old fashioned dick joke. Um, <laughs> oh, and boy. when we okay, uh, we're, we're getting better. Then you're talking just about dick jokes instead of saying dick jokes, so right? No. Uh, let me go back a little bit. But I remember when we were at the so we weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons, but I remember going to the beach, going like on our beach vacation. We would go uh, every summer for two weeks to the beach, and we were allowed to watch The Simpsons. Oh, for some reason, like we would get home from the beach, and your parents are just so exhausted. Yeah, pretty much. They're like, <laughs> "We want a vacation. Like, we don't care what you watch." Um, but we would get home in time, like for The Simpsons to be on before dinner, and we would, and it was a summer, so reruns were on. So we got to see a ton of the classic episodes. Gotcha. And then when the DVDs came out, I got to find those classic episodes on each season. Um, that is kind of my history with the Simpsons and why 
like, again, it really just shaped my sense of humor and how I tell jokes and what I think is funny. Gotcha. Um, and why I love The Simpsons. Well, how I got into The Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. Um, you? So my my experience with The Simpsons is, uh, I wouldn't say nearly is, the timeline is about the same, but my level of interest in The Simpsons really didn't start until probably college, gotcha. I would imagine. So me being the young rebel that I was, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to watch The Simpsons just because I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Oh, man. <laughs> but... Generally, I Bart, just, Bart really got to oh, you. Yeah. like, that's me. I'm Bart. I'm El Barto. But generally, I didn't watch The Simpsons because I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons and I didn't want to get in trouble. You're um, a good son, Adam. But, but even then, uh, I remember the first few Simpsons episodes I watched because like, I had friends that were allowed to watch The Simpsons yeah. and we'd watch an episode episode or so oh, damn and then they well like, we got him mom and dad we got him <laughs> <laughs> sting mom, operation I'm so sorry. they hired me to start a podcast with you to finally talk about the oh. services <laughs> i'm getting paid 500 dollars an episode by your parents whoa <laughs> yes it's a very good deal <laughs> um but i remember like watching the first like some some episodes and really just not finding them funny because I think this is like, you know, seventh or eighth grade and just the humor didn't land with me as well. Gotcha. And the slapstick humor, like the, the top, the top layer slapstick humor just didn't appeal to me as much for whatever reason. Gotcha. Um, I find the Simpsons episodes like 10 times more hilarious now Yeah. because I go back and watch and it was like, that's so freaking funny. And it's just <laughs> bit after bit after yeah. bit. And there's, I would say. In a majority of the Simpsons episodes that I've watched, there is never an episode where there's like a anything close to longer than like a minute lull where there isn't a bit. So it's actually interesting that you bring that up because in season three, season four, season five, uh -huh. there was the threat. Sorry, I'm going to hijack it a little bit That's if you right. don't mind. They were threatened with being canceled. Like they were super duper popular, but they were always, it's like, you know, Parks and Rec and The yeah. Office and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Still, those kind of sitcoms are still being, having the threat of being canceled looming over their heads. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, same with The Simpsons. So the writers just thought, let's throw as many jokes in as we possibly can, mm -hmm. even if they don't have anything to do with the plot, because we want to make people laugh and this is funny to us. And yeah. so, yeah, the plot, it's very interesting how they do just like, there's some plot, but there's also 50 jokes surrounding the plot that can derail something or change it into a different, like mm -hmm. direct the show in a different way. So I, I don't get the sense that... At least in the episodes that I've, that I've been watching, um, I don't get the and, and I'm going to compare and contrast this to so like my animated comedy shows that I grew up watching. So funny enough, like I I was bigger into South Park and bigger, bigger into Family Guy beforehand. Gotcha. Um, especially in like the high school era, um, but like The Simpsons, the jokes are a little bit, in my opinion, are a little bit more subtle and a little bit more seamless, kind of integrating into the storyline. Yeah. Like Family Guy, I remember the Family Guy, the South Park episode, <laughs> Cartoon Wars, yeah. where they were just like lampooning the right. writing of Family Guy, which at that point in time was really terrible, Yep. Um, of them just like very abruptly cutting away from the storyline and going on this completely random tangent for 45 <laughs> right. seconds. Like, you think that's bad? <laughs> right. What about that time when blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, I, I don't get that sense as much from 
The Simpsons. And I don't know if it's because The Simpsons garnered a higher caliber, like if it was like the animated show to work on, right. it was so hard to get into the show. Yeah. Um, but that's 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 what's made my appreciation for it grow and really what got me into it later on in life. Like especially, yeah, you know, like college, you know, later on in high school, college, post college type yeah. thing. Where where I like you, and thank you to our wonderful streaming networks. Hi, Hulu and FXX now. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. Um, where we c- I can go back and like watch multiple episodes and just lol. All lol oh, all over the place. Lol, 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 yes. lol, lol. So, yeah. So, so like I said, my, my, introduction, my introduction to The Simpsons and relationship with The Simpsons was came at it a little bit from the side of watching South Park, watching Family Guy. And I still love those shows in their own right. Um, but then the Simpsons kind of slotting in afterwards, which I think is a little bit different from a lot of other people's experiences. Yeah, I would totally say so. Cause going from, I, you know, I watched the Simpsons and then got into South Park. Right. And I remember watching Family Guy cause Family Guy started in the late nineties and then was canceled. And I remember watching right. Family Guy at like ninth grade high school, there was like a Family Guy club and, uh, the office club. <laughs> um, and I remember talking to my ship, my, my shows, my parents, <laughs> my parents, is just, my parents are just TV, TVs. Um, I remember talking, <laughs> oh, a child of the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I remember key kid and all, I remember telling my parents some of the jokes from family guy and they were like, what, did, what is this show you're watching? <laughs> like, um, but going to your point about how like family guy cuts away to do those jokes and kind of like, the modern sitcoms now are modern, like The Office, which isn't really modern anymore, but like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, yeah, those kind of shows. Like The Simpsons, that wasn't a style of comedy back when The Simpsons started. Like right. having that cutaway, because, you know, The Office doesn't really have like cutaway to a past time but the office has the talking heads right parks and rec has the talking heads brooklyn 99 has the cutaway to past times and no talking heads right so you know family guy kind of started that but uh family guy basically is just a simpsons clone mm-hmm. with much raunchier and sometimes disgusting humor um but we we don't have to get into my disdain for <laughs> Family Guy, especially modern Family Guy. Um, ha, modern Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that Simpsons humor I'm talking about. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Seamlessly integrated into the episode. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Daniel. <laughs> it was like, do you remember that time? <laughs> <laughs> remember that time when we integrated the joke into the podcast I, I'll episode? Put a, I'll put a uh, joke from before in the, in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so uh anything else you want to talk about in cacao corner no i think i'm gonna save a lot of, a lot of it else for the for the next section sa- after after our saving us <laughs> you're saving yourself <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah uh cool well that's yeah. something that not a lot of people do these days adam and i'm very proud oh, of you. thank you <laughs> um yeah so Let's get out of 98% cacao corner and hop into iHeart Simpson slash cultural phenomenon of the Simpsons sure. and the cultural impact that we still feel to this day. Yeah. Booyah. All right. Um, 
so to kind of preface this section, so Daniel, Daniel being the fanatic that he is, gave me a list of episodes to watch, which he he explained earlier in the episode. Yes. Um, but there there are some select episodes, and we were just gonna. I I. I saw some broad themes that I liked throughout them and just reminded me how much what I appreciated about the Simpsons. Gotcha. So like for me, at least we're going to talk about me now, <laughs> Daniel, uh, for me and my household. Um, <laughs> do we want to say the Simpsons episodes real quick? Yeah. Um, and we can, we can list this in the show notes too. Yeah. If totally. Want, like the, like the, the ultimate passion fruits of primer on the Simpsons. When we get to them, I'll tell you which ones are my absolute favorite yeah. episodes. Um, the, so the ones I watched, uh, from season five, uh, the two that I watched were Cape Fear and Rosebud. Two of my absolute favorite episodes. They were phenomenal. I, so, uh, uh, my, Sarah, my girlfriend, and I were, were watching Cape my Fear. My girlfriend. <laughs> we were watching Cape Fear, and both of us were just rolling on the ground. Roffling. Roffling. Rafflecoptering. Rafflecoptering. Weird. <laughs> um, and that was why your roof was destroyed. <laughs> you flew through the ceiling because uh, you raffled so much. Yes, exactly. Um, season six, Itchy and Scratchy Land, which I had seen before, but is, is like that classic. I Simpsons think I had episode. forced you to watch that in college sometime because that is my absolute favorite episode. I and and we'll we'll get into this, but <sighs> so there good. there are so many things about that episode that I loved. Um, a Star's Burns, which we talked about just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, season seven, Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming, which um, introduces, not introduces the character Sideshow Bob, uh, but it's one of the many episodes that features Sideshow Bob as right. one of the primary primary antagonists. That is my second favorite episode of all so, time. So that's what um, I did not realize that until earlier this week, but uh, Kelsey Grammer voices Sideshow oh, yeah. Bob. Yeah, like yeah. That's, and, and so part of, I, I recognize the voice because I've been watching so much Frasier lately with really? Sarah. And I was like, that sounds... Oh my goodness, that's Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> so there's a episode in one of the seasons called, I think it's season seven, um, called A Brother from Another Series, uh-huh. and they have the actor from Frasier. That's who, right. I don't know who he plays in Frasier. I've never seen Frasier. Oh. oh God, Adam just threw up in his mouth. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> I hadn't seen Frasier until probably about two, a year and a half, two years ago. Gotcha. But we'll, we'll have to do an episode because it's... It, I am consistently impressed as how timeless that show is. Gotcha. That's, it's nice. won many, many Emmy yeah. awards. So, anyways, um, but yeah, the uh, the brother, so the the guy who plays Niles Crane and Martin, so uh, the guy who plays Frazier's father is in uh, that episode. I think. Yeah. Too. So yeah. So sideshow Bob's brother in the episode is his brother in Frazier. Gotcha. Okay. So he has a voice. Um, but yeah, sideshow Bob is of course a classic character. Yep. Um, season eight, uh, Mountain of Madness, mm-hmm. which uh, Daniel and I just watched over so lunch good. earlier today, and then Bart After Dark, which goes through like Bart is uh, works in a burlesque house right. or something like that, and of course has the amazing song uh, "We Put the Spring in Springfield." <laughs> 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 and then uh, season nine, The City of New York versus Homer Simpson, which I found absolutely hilarious. Classic. So. Um, yeah, so, so one of the big themes about like my appreciation for The Simpsons is their consistent and non-tacky way of breaking the fourth wall. Interesting. Um, so they 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 const they constantly lampoon the fact that they're on the Fox Network. Oh yeah, which is awesome. So 
this is me knowing too much about The Simpsons and reading books about The Simpsons and kind of being super duper passionate about The Simpsons. But in their contract from the very beginning, they wrote in that they were allowed to make fun of Fox. Oh, really? From the very beginning. And that's why there's so many jokes about Fox. Like in uh, the Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming, Rupert mm-hmm. Murdoch is yeah. there and they talk, you know, they you hear when Sideshow Bob is upset about the shows on TV, you hear yeah. the Fox theme song. Um, so, yeah, they wrote in from the very beginning in their contract and it hasn't changed. Like, really, the 30 years they have been allowed to make fun of Fox, 21st Century Fox. Um, yeah, I don't I, I since Disney bought 21st Century Fox, I don't think that's going to change. Like soon Disney is going to have the streaming rights to the Simpsons right. with Disney's new streaming service. God, another gosh darn streaming service. Yes, darn it. <laughs> what happened to the old days? Um, <laughs> where it was just Netflix a year ago. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I don't think that will change because that's such like a touchstone of the Simpsons being able to make fun of their overlords at right. Fox. Um, and actually they, in an episode in like 2000 or 2001, they predicted that Disney would buy 21st century Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's something as far as like a cultural phenomenon, the Simpsons have predicted, predicted so much about what has actually happened within our culture. And maybe that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, rousing endorsement for how smart the Simpsons writers are right? or how absurd, our world the state of gone. America is. <laughs> didn't they predict Donald Trump becoming yeah, president? They yeah, pre- they predicted it in uh, 2000, 2001. Again, they were like, uh, Lisa Simpson was the president. She was like, we have to save the U.S. from bankruptcy after President Trump. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go back to our politics yeah. episode <laughs> to glean what kind of political leaning we have. But um, uh, pa- anyway, go ahead. So, so... The whole like making fun of Fox thing, I I find hilarious, um, especially with kind of the 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 cultural stigma around Fox as a brand has these days. Like with right. a, like a show that's so um, outwardly outspoken, right? Um, being associated with it with a news network that is controversial at times, yeah, totally. Um, but and the second thing is the Simpsons. So the uh, uh, the joke throughout the entire show is that Springfield is not um, kind of assigned to a state. Right, right exactly. So like, like the, the actual geographical location of Springfield is unknown. Right. And they constantly kind of poke fun at the fans who are trying to figure out where Springfield is. Because, right. um, you know, like uh, South Park is in Colorado, and then... Um, Family Guy is in Rhode Island. Yes. Cohog yeah. or Cohog, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that's actually kind of interesting because with like South Park and Family Guy... And Parks and Rec and The Office and, well, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, of course. You can't have a city in New York that's without— in Mi- That's the, in Miami, right? <laughs> yeah, without, uh, without the city of New York being a character. But, like, those, uh, those other shows, they reference their location so much. And, like, it's yeah. such, like, South Park, there's always snow, mm-hmm. you know— Family Guy, they're always talking about clams and New England accents. But the Simpsons, Springfield is, you know, they could be in the desert in one part of the episode and then in the at the ocean, the next part. Yeah. And the mountains with snow 
in whatever season they're in in one episode. And then, yeah. So it's like, I think I saw like a map of Springfield and it's just basically the entire U S cause <laughs> like, you know, um, that's kind of the point of the show, right? It's, right. It's, it's, it's just a typical American town. Yeah. Uh, I think Homer it, is Homer every man. Yeah. Um, um, itching scratching. I, I thought it was funny when they go to the, the five corners. Yeah. The, the yeah. Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good part. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. And I think it's interesting that people have tried to figure out where, Springfield is. And I think the writers long ago said it's not in a particular place. So please stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that that makes it, there's a wonderful thing about that is it, it still removes itself from the kind of the American cultural, uh, ethnocentricity, if right. you will. Well, and saying, talking about how the South park is a character in the show South Park. Um, I, I Springfield is a show in the Simpsons because you know it's their town that has all those weird characteristics mm-hmm. of five corners, <clears throat> desert, mountains, ocean. So, saying I apologize for saying that Springfield isn't a character in the show, but it definitely is, and it's just ridiculous that it encompasses so much. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, and there are all sorts of bits that I kind of made notes on. Um, thought it was funny, and this is going to be me trying to explain a joke, uh, which is <laughs> I've never done that. So, <laughs> um, I was watching Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming, which yeah. is just absolutely hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, and, and part of it, what, what got me so intrigued was the fact that I was like figuring out that Kelsey Grammer was the voice of Sideshow yeah. Bob. But two, they were just like all these like little bit, 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 bit about like kind of needling the U S and our military. Might. Oh yeah. I like the, so they, they introduced the Harrier jump jet, which <laughs> the is pride, like yep. the pride of the, pride of the United States built in Britain. Right. <laughs> and they have the side Joe Bob steals the jump jet and it's, uh, he says, thank God for the idiot proof air force. And <laughs> it's, uh, two buttons and it says, Green button says fly and red button says stop. And he presses the green button and goes forward. Oh my God. Um, um, I also liked that episode because they, they re- referenced Raleigh Durham Airport. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't remember the exact quote. I tried to write it down. Sideshow Bob says, I'm going to try and remember it exactly because exactly. I've watched this episode a million times. It says, uh, when aviation was a gentleman's affair, before you had jo- um, Joe jock strap wedged between a lunch tray on your way to Raleigh Durham. He's like, Raleigh Durham. Uh, yes. It's just like a funny local humor of like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Damn uh. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think those are the, like the large themes that I really appreciate. It's just like that, that underlying humor. And like, like I said, the one thing that we, I guess we can talk about now or we can talk about um, when Daniel start when Daniel comes on when we get is, to those uh, all those points yeah. we're going to make but like <laughs> like the mul- the many many layers of humor into it because it's not just like the slapstick situational comedy right. situational humor but it's the like the subtle jabs at different cultural icons oh yeah and then just like the the from a situational standpoint, just like the sheer comedy of, um, like in the Sideshow Bob episode, it's, mm. it's the joke that you always say about houseboats, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, uh, if you have a houseboat, what's great about a houseboat is that if you don't like your neighbors, you can just pick up and leave. <laughs> and then, of course, everybody leaves when Homer says that. Um, <laughs> one thing. 
Oh, going off that point. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And that's why I've loved rewatching so many of those episodes that I've seen a million times because, and again, I'm going to explain a joke. Um, but in the Itchy and Scratchy Land episode where Bart, they're fighting the Itchy and Scratchy robots. Mm-hmm. And Bart, because to kill those robots, they have to have cameras that set off the flash. And Bart says, hey, mouse, say cheese. And he says it like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He says, hey, mouse, say cheese. <laughs> and he flashes the camera and he says, with a dry, cool wit like that, I could be an action hero. <laughs> Five minutes later, Homer's doing the exact same thing, flashing the camera at the robots. But he's saying, die, bad robots, die. <laughs> and then he says, with a dry, cool wit like that, I could be an action hero. <laughs> and, Rewatching that this past week, I've seen that episode 20 times and I fucking died because it is so fucking funny. And I, I, I know this is probably not funny to the listeners. Please watch that episode because there is so fucking much in that episode that just like gets to me every single time. Anytime we go on a shortcut, mm-hmm. I say, let's never speak of the shortcut again <laughs> from that episode. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Always say that I like the, those jokes have just like entered my Daniel zeitgeist. Mm -hmm. They're part of the American zeitgeist, but they have just become so like part of me that I get like sweaty anticipating the jokes in those episodes. (laughs) I like cried laughing at that episode. Katie was asleep. (laughs) So I woke her up, but, uh, yeah, God. Anyway, sorry. So, so that's that's one thing. The Simpsons isn't necessarily like an easy viewing type show. If you want to get like it is to a certain extent, but it's not something that I can like turn on and like zone out and scroll through my phone. You really have to be paying it. If you yeah. if you are looking to laugh and catch every joke, yeah. you really have to be paying attention. Yeah. I think that's the big difference between that and even to a certain extent, like the office yeah. or like family guys that you can kind of put that on in the background yeah, and kind of do your thing and, and catch whenever Michael Scott says right. something stupid or for family guy, you know, you just you wait know. until they do a flashback. <laughs> it might be funny. Yeah. <laughs> ha, take that family guy. I'm sure nobody <laughs> has ever made fun of you. <laughs> um, but I, that's what I find impressive about the show. And, I guess one thing I wanted to ask you, Daniel, is yes. like what are what are some other takeaways that you've had about like why you really heart the Simpsons? Like broad themes yeah. or um so talking so listeners, you probably guessed from the episodes that we talked about. We didn't I didn't really suggest anything to Adam past season. I put some episodes from season eleven and twelve. I didn't suggest bold one of my favorite episodes um in our little outline from further than episode nine or season nine excuse me um and people say that the quality started to decline after season 10 mm-hmm. i would say season 11 and 12 are still good um so i've been watching season 30 yeah and i'm still laughing so that that that's what always gets to me is that i don't i don't watch new simpsons anymore so and I know that they're funny, but then that's why I kind of 
it would be tough to talk about all 30 seasons of The Simpsons. But we are. But so we get are. Ready. So buckle up. <laughs> we are. Strap it on. We are 48 <laughs> minutes in and we are going strong. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I, talking, we're only talking about those earlier seasons because that's really what shaped my sense of humor and what I wanted to show Adam to kind of get into the Simpsons a little bit mm-hmm. more. Sure. But I, st- I mean, there's a reason why they're still running for 30 seasons because they're still funny. Yeah. The, why I kind of love the Simpsons so much is that a lot of the earlier seasons are very touching. Like there's some very touching moments in some of the seasons between the family members and between people of Springfield. Um, and some of that got lost in later seasons. Okay. But I think they've picked back up, and the from what I've read, and I will go back and watch some of them. I think the last four seasons have been very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> four seasons, like my favorite hotel, The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for all you listeners who've endured uh, endured us throughout the last thirteen episodes, yes. now fourteen. Uh, for all of Daniel's jokes, now you know where it's come, where, where they come from. Uh, damn it! I shouldn't have said anything. We have to erase this episode. Erase this episode. Um, but so talking, so the Simpsons episodes that I really love have been very funny and very touching at some point. And what I also really love is how showrunners and writers from The Simpsons have created some of my favorite modern sitcoms. Sure, yeah. Let's dive into that. Let's take a little break. Do you want to take a break? We've been going for a little while, and while I could go on forever about The Simpsons, you might get bored, and our mascot, Eddie, is already asleep, so we know that's the barometer. (laughs) (laughs) That's the barkometer. So, yeah, let's take a little break. We'll be right back at you. All right. We're back. Biggie to back. All right. So we were talking about the writers of The Simpsons and showrunners yeah. that have created modern shows. Would you be able to go to the outline? No. I put it in the section. There we go. Ah, there we go. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. So the ones I kind of want to focus on, um, I read, so Al Jean and Mike Rice, Reese, were showrunners for season three and four. And I read Mike Rice or Reese. He came out with a book uh, recently uh, called Springfield Confidential, where he talked about his time on The Simpsons and how that's where I learned about how they were being threatened of being canceled almost all the time and all the jokes they threw in there. Um, Of course, one of the more famous writers was Conan O'Brien, who wrote such classic episodes as Marge versus the Monorail which had an Emmy Award winning song on it. Um, And Homer Goes to College, another Mm -hmm. classic episode. Uh, Then there's Mike Scully, who was the showrunner for seasons 9 through 12, when a lot of people say that it started getting mean. Um, But he (laughs) created Parks and Rec, uh, which is one of the least mean shows on TV ever. Yeah. Except when they make fun of Jerry in like the third season, they go hard on Jerry, which <laughs> Poor is Jerry kind of always bothers me. I'm just like he's so nice. Damn it, Jerry! Um, I, that's the shtick, though. It's like there's no I reason for know. them to be so. There's no reason for them to be mean, and everyone's mean to like right. Leslie's mean to yeah, Jerry. Crazy. And Chris is mean to Jerry. <laughs> we'll have to do an episode about Parks and Rec. Um, and then, of course, Greg Daniels. We've talked a lot about The Office. Sure, he wrote. 
uh, such episodes for the season or Simpsons like Homer Badman, Lisa's Wedding, and Bart Sells His Soul, which apparently was based on a personal experience he had as a child, oh, uh, where Bart, Bart sells his soul for... Um, Fuck, what is he? I think it's for like a comic book. Damn it. I'm so sorry, Simpsons. Oh, no. This is a good <laughs> reminder. Uh, yes, reminder. We reminder. Are, we are not experts. Right. We are not experts at all. Um, <laughs> In anything. <laughs> now I just see that's the thing with me and Simpsons. Like I think of an episode and then I can recall most of the jokes from the episode. Mm-hmm. And it's bad when I recall a Simpsons episode in very serious company because I can't help but laugh at some points. <laughs> and it's happened to me when I should not be laughing at a Simpsons joke in my head because I can't explain to anybody like we've done today. I can't explain. Well, but see, they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land. And see they what you need. Fight bad robots. This is going to be. Uh, this is going to be a. Um uh, a plug is that you need to get the FXX Now app. And so I can, can just, just watch it whenever? Yeah, and, and that way you can give context to your yeah. inappropriate laughing. <laughs> I can say, here, let me pull up this episode and try and find the clip. <laughs> I think it's like 15 minutes in. This is what I was laughing at. You'll laugh too. You'll we might laugh as well just too. watch the whole episode, yeah, guys. you know what? It's really funny. So uh, one, <laughs> I'm so sorry that your dad passed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure he'd appreciate this joke as well. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's see if we can commune with him. <laughs> oh, ghost of your dad. Uh, so, yeah, that's and again, kind of talking about the Simpsons and Springfield and the ensemble cast, you can see that influence on showrunners for like The Office, mm-hmm. Parks and Rec. I mean, no sitcom focuses on just two or three people now. Right. Every fucking sitcom has like an ensemble cast that. Most of the time, they don't get their own separate plot in the episode. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like The Office, you'll have the main characters of Dwight, Michael, and Jim and Pam getting their main plots in one episode. And then all the other separate plots for the ensemble in it. But really, that kind of started with The Simpsons. Um, and I mean, I'm sure there were earlier sitcoms that had that, like Cheers. Um, but even Cheers, I mean, the, the main, you know, the, the main, uh, the focus of the show is Sam. Right. Yeah. So there wouldn't be an episode about Woody or Norm in Cheers. Like there are episodes about a poo or Mo or Millhouse's dad in the Simpsons. Um, so yeah, that's, and that's why I love those new, those modern shows so much is because, one, the writers and showrunners and creators worked on The Simpsons. And actually, it's weird. A lot of the people who worked for The Simpsons around that same time went to Harvard and wrote for the Harvard Lampoon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's it's weird because it's like they recruited a bunch of people. I think like Conan O'Brien wrote for the Harvard yeah. Lampoon. Mike Rice, Al Jean, Greg Daniels, they wrote for the Harvard Lampoon. It's like a very weird kind of brotherhood of getting people from the Harvard Lampoon to write for the Simpsons who then go on to create their own shows or become this amazing talk show host. Um, so I, I, I wonder if, so I've been listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast a lot and he references shout out to Conan O'Brien. Come on the show and we'll talk about you. Yeah. (laughs) Come on down. We'll be, let's talk about how passionate Conan O'Brien is about Conan (laughs) O'Brien. 
He would not. No. He would not like that. <laughs> no, that's the funny part. Oh, is, uh, uh, oh is, sorry. Uh, <laughs> just my jokes go gotcha. too deep for everyone. Oh, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> all you three billion listeners. I'll laugh hilariously when I re-listen to this episode. <laughs> there we go. Um, but he constantly references. So he has a lot of um, other comedians on there right. and famous like TV and movie personalities on there. And he says that the most stressful time of his life was writing for the Simpsons. So huh. everyone thought it was for SNL. They yeah. said that the Simpsons writing room was just this, I wouldn't say a grinder, but just very intense right. and like constantly going back and refining scripts and refining the yeah. jokes. And I wonder if that, there, I mean, there has to be a, a, a causation there of like, trying to fit in as many high quality jokes and still and yet still have some semblance of a plot line right within the you know the confines of you know 23 minutes or whatever yeah. it is and then going on having that practice with the simpsons then going to create your own shows yeah i wonder if there's not i, I, not I wonder but I, I assume there's some correlation a, yes yeah totally um i think one of the things that i wanted to talk about too is kind of the so what i mentioned earlier on like the Simpsons breaking the fourth wall, but the Simpsons, the Simpsons seem to be very aware of themselves as a show. Hmm. Um, like, so itchy and scratchy land. Yeah. Like one of my favorite parts is when they're, Bart goes, but it's just pretend violence. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows that's actually good for children. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. But like, there, there's all this tongue in cheek humor about like the actions of the characters and how they, like, you know, it's not, a good influence, but they're laughing right. about it and they're writing about it yeah, anyways. And totally. it's kind of like a big middle finger to right. everyone who, <laughs> everyone who like says negative things about the Simpsons basically. Right. Yeah, totally. Uh, what, what else, I guess for, for you, Daniel, um, what, and where, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. In five years. This is <laughs> well, an interview. this podcast will be world. I mean, we're already, we have yeah. millions and billions of listeners, oh, but yes. Even more, we'll get alien listeners. Oh, okay. Wow. We'll send our airwaves. In, interstellar, <laughs> yes. if you will. Um, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Want to space travel? In, in that movie, he's just crying the whole time. <laughs> I love that movie. It's such a good movie. Uh, yeah, it's um, awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then Hans Zimmer with the <laughs> crazy soundtracks. Um, anyways, back on track. Um, so I guess, so you mentioned earlier, Daniel, that like you, you, you are in agreement that the golden years of the Simpsons, Simpsons is between like you know seasons three to season eleven, twelve. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of moving forward, what would you like to see if you could have it your way, like at Burger King? Uh, <laughs> what What would you like to see of like the Simpsons coming back to their roots, if you will? And do you think that's a good thing for the show? Because my opinion is that shows evolve and they evolve right. for the good. Um. Uh, for for the good of the show and and depending on the writers that are on there, but like, would you want to see it episodes tailored more towards like the first ten seasons, if you will? So that's an interesting thing that they like. If they tried to do that, it may it may just come off as pandering too much, yeah. Um, which just would upset people, and it's you know I totally agree that. A show that has been going on as long as The Simpsons have can't 
just refer back to their classic episodes all right. the time and can't make the same jokes because frankly the Simpsons have gone through such different stages of like American culture and international culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, comedy has changed so much since, since the Simpsons started, you know, from the TV shows that are on today to the, um, movies that are out today and the comedians that are out today, if the Simpsons were to refer, I mean, I would love it as a possibly, I would love it as a, diehard fan of the Simpsons and their classic episodes, Mm -hmm. but it would, I don't know if it would be as funny because you can't stand still, especially in comedy. Yeah. And the Simpsons were very lucky that some of their classic episodes are considered classics because comedy can be so stuck in its time. Yeah. And some of the Simpsons, you know, some of the political references they have or, you know, some of the pop culture references they have are kind of stuck there. But The Simpsons also refer and parody classic movies like The Godfather. They, yeah. you know, parody uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. If you've watched A Clockwork Orange, there are a ton of references to A Clockwork Orange like Which is all a really over the place. Weird movie. Oh, yeah, totally. Cool. And it's weird that The Simpsons reference it all the time, yeah. but like that's kind of what's. They don't parody a bunch of modern stuff. Mm-hmm. They parody a bunch of classic stuff that is still relevant and still important to the zeitgeist, which is the word of the day. And we've said it three times yes. and Beetlejuice has appeared. Oh, God. <laughs> um, a zeitgeist shaped Beetlejuice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so to answer your question in kind of a roundabout way, I think it would be a disservice to the show if the Simpsons were to stand still and try mm-hmm. and ape their classic episodes. So, so I don't begrudge the fact that I find the earlier episodes the funniest, whereas somebody today who's getting into the Simpsons may find, like may not find the classic episodes that funny. So that that's an interesting point because um, the it's, it's the old, kind of thought about Saturday Night Live. Like, everyone's favorite era of Saturday Night Live is when they were in high school. Right, yeah. So, you know, everyone, you know, growing up in the mid you know mid to late 90s, you know, oh, the Will Ferrell, Ferrell era was, right. was the best. Oh, yeah. then after they after that crew left, oh, all, the show went downhill. Right. Um, but I, I would I would take almost a counterpoint in the sense of like... Oh, when God, I've, here we go. No, because I've, <laughs> I've gone back and watched these older episodes. Yeah. And I still find them funny. And oh, then, yeah. At the same time, you know, with comedy, I think if you do it well, yeah, that it can be timeless yeah. in a sense. I, I was listening to um, uh, after I was after I listened to the Bob Newhart episode on Conan O'Brien show, I w- yeah. went back and listened to a bunch of Bob Newhart stand up, mm-hmm. and I wish I had talked about him more during our stand up episode. <laughs> but th- but Adam, I think Adam, they're Adam, just Adam. like his pacing and his comedy and, and the way that he pr- uh, uh produces jokes is hilarious yeah but i think the same could be said about simpsons is right if they if they, i would say like completely reverted and went back and did fan service but just like kind of got back to the core of their writing yeah and i think i've seen that and not think i've seen that in family guy where gotcha. family guy who went through some rough rough years yeah and now they're kind of getting back on track of okay they're not just you know 
uh, making doing... rape jokes or yes. yeah. other disgusting things. Um, I didn't realize. So you watch Family Guy now, like new episodes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't realize that because I've totally I've written off Family Guy. The uh, totally because they I can't remember which which season they're on now, but it's in like the I, I'd have to go and look. But the last couple seasons have gotten much much better. Interesting. Yeah, huh, maybe like, I'll check it out. And actually, I, I think part of that is because Seth MacFarlane is back writing for Family Guy. Again. Oh, interesting. So beforehand, Seth was producing it, but was not writing for Family Guy, and that's when apparently manatees were writing to Family Guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, wrapping up kind of the Simpsons episode, uh, we, we always kind of talk about what crazy stuff have you done for the Simpsons yeah. or your passion. Um, so I often read we talked about in our comic book episode Mm -hmm. how i would go to like the humor section in bookstores and pick up comics calvin and Hobbes and garfield and i looking at the wikipedia i mean excuse me the passion fruits pedia article what what is oh man the lawyers at wikipedia are coming for us (laughs) now oh no um looking at the wikipedia article about the simpsons i like completely forgot because matt graining started with comics he did uh comics and that's kind of how his art style formed the simpsons Mm -hmm. um but i bought like several trade paperbacks of the simpsons comics and they're ridiculous and kind of funny um they're still producing simpsons comics and comic books yeah um simpsons the simpsons have just been like such a major part of my life that at least once a week I'll make a Simpsons joke in my head. <laughs> um, and I, I will admit that I have not watched as much of my favorite episodes and favorite seasons recently, mm-hmm. mostly because the availability that I had was only through DVDs. Right. And they're on the FX now app. Um, and, <clears throat> FX executives, please stop listening now. If you're a cop, you have to stop listening. You have to call us and tell us. <laughs> but I'm using my parents' cable. I, I don't. I don't have cable, so I can't use the FX Now app because you have to have a cable subscription. Mm-hmm. But luckily, my parents have cable, so I can log in with their nice. um, stuff. But so it was like a revelation the, this past week to easily go to my favorite episodes Mm -hmm. and have to watch a couple commercials. Um, But rather than being like, oh yeah, I want to watch this episode. Let me get the DVD out. Hold on. Is it on disc one or disc two? Oh wait, now I want to watch this season. Uh, get the DVD out, put it in the Xbox. So, oh man, DVDs I know, just I know, so God, inconvenient. For really fucking first world problems and my privilege <laughs> certainly is showing. Um, Back in my day, we had them on VHS. You had to rewind the DVD, the VHS tape. Um, I have all the Simpsons episodes on Laserdisc, actually. Oh, picture Laserdisc? (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Um, But with the Disney streaming service now, or soon going to be coming out, it's going to have access to all the Simpsons seasons. That may be reason enough for me to get the Disney service. Wow. I will have to see what a else ringing they... endorsement of the, of the Disney service, everyone. Well, Listen it also up, has Disney to have execs. a good UI and not be completely shitty. But to be able to have The Simpsons at my fingertips, like that is so powerful. And Star Wars at your fingertips. And Star Wars and the Marvel and, movies oh, and man. the Mandalorian show and Mandalorian show. 
Is that is that coming straight to the Disney? Disney? Yeah. What? Oh God. Oh, yeah. When are we gonna do our Star Wars? Oh, uh, we gotta Adam? do that soon. Oh, uh, anyway. They're almost the same song. Um, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so yes. Showception. TVception. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Teleception. <laughs> um, so wrapping up again, Simpsons is just a massive part of my life and my sense of humor. And I love The Simpsons. And if you haven't watched The Simpsons ever, please go watch them. All right. All righty. All right. So all right, we're all done. Right, all right. Good work. Um, in our wrapping up session. Let's get into the recommendation section. Session. Did you want me to do a little rap, rippity rap for you? Uh, sure. Why not? Uh, okay, here we go. You're right. Recommendations. Adam's looking for the document that has all the recommendations. I have misplaced it. Do you want me to pull it up on my phone? Nope. Gotta get it right here. Here we go. Thank you for your. Oh, your your password is what? Big penis sixty nine. Oh no! We almost got through the episode without a dick joke. I don't have the latest uh, recommendation last time. Um, That's all right. All right, Adam. Um, after our amazing rap mm-hmm. uh, last episode, you recommended to me the Vidya game, the Vidya game, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Oh, yes, uh, and I played it uh, quite a bit. Yeah. And I like it. Recently, the recently the. Are you still in the first world or the I second am. world? I am. Yeah, mm, I know. And I've this. heard the second world is so much better than the first yeah. little section. Actually, I I have a soft spot for the first world. Oh, so cute! How I, how I cut my teeth in Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> oh boy! Um, <laughs> to, to to preface for those who did, have not listened to oh, our yeah. past episode, I don't know why you wouldn't have. Yeah, seriously. Uh, um, just lost half our audience so well. Um, but okay. it, Shadow of Mordor, Mordor is a Middle Earth or Lord of the Rings themed video game. Yes, an action um, video game. Yeah, and kind of a, I, I'd say it's a mixture between like Assassin's Creed and like a little bit of like Grand Theft Auto from like open world style yeah, yeah, play. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's basically you go around killing a bunch of orcs. Yeah, and so I really enjoy the game, and I think I'm gonna try and beat it um the thing that gets to me is all the collectibles and all the stuff you can do mm-hmm. sometimes it's o- it's overwhelming yeah and it is a difficult game like i hop in and try and kill an orc and then suddenly there are a million orcs next to me and i'm just like i'm trying to kill your boss okay let me kill your leader stupid orcs uh and they don't listen to you no do they? they don't and so- i yell at the tv and <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets scared in the neighborhood, and <laughs> so uh, our good friend Gray, yes, he and I were talking about from it. the AS Roma episode yes. um, of AS Roma fame. The former Laker employee, <laughs> I was going to say from uh, of Laker fame, Kobe, Kobe um, Bryant. So it's I, I I split that game up into three sessions. So the first twenty five percent of the game is like ridiculously hard. Yeah, um, the grinding. Mid, the middle fifty percent is difficult 
but satisfying. And then the Ooh. last 25% of the game is just really freaking easy. Super easy. Because you, your character is so powerful nice. that it doesn't take anything for you to like, like I, was, I, I jumped back in for like 10 minutes the other day yeah. and was surrounded by like 50 orcs and I did like two moves and I killed oh, all of damn. them. damn. It was awesome. You're hot stuff. But then it kind of, you know, you miss out on the fun stuff. Like, yeah. you know, stabbing it. The, the challenge. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so I really appreciate the recommendation because that was a game that I've been awesome. meaning to play for a while. Uh, do you think talking about Shadow of Mordor? Do you think you'll go on to the sequel, Shadow of War? I don't know, partially because it's not on Game Pass. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if I want to pay sixty bucks, fifty, sixty bucks you for can, it. I'll show you where to get it for cheap. It's usually on sale for like fifteen bucks. Uh, okay, so I, you've you seem to have enjoyed Shadow of Mordor quite a bit. Yeah. So. At the same time, like I go in phases with video games uh, where, like, like the moon. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm a waxing crescent. <laughs> You're waxing on Shadow of Mordor, waning crescent. Oh yeah, um, <sighs> astronomy. We can do our astronomy <laughs> episode later. Um, but I think I might take a break from that style of game at this point. Gotcha. In time. I just uh, installed NHL 2018, so you can get NHL 2019 for free now with games with gold. Ooh. <laughs> so why play 2018? I don't know. Anyway, silly Adam. Um, oh boy. So <laughs> gosh. <laughs> so uh, Daniel, you last episode you recommended yes. that I listen to more REM. Yes, which I, I have, which I have not done. <laughs> no fucking surprise there, huh? I I will go back and listen to more REM. I I promise. I'll believe it when I fucking see it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Life's Rich Pageant. Listen to an album, okay. not the playlist that I created. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> now this episode has turned to antagonistic. <laughs> it wasn't before, but now we're at each other's throat. Just, like uh, the character in Shadow of Mordor. And like Itchy orc. and Scratchy. Or Itchy and Scratchy. Ah, nice. Bring it back to the Simpsons. Back to the actual episode <laughs> rather than the recommendation of Shadow of Mordor. Um, but thank you, everybody, for stopping by. Yes. Um, we really appreciate you listening. Why don't you tell your friends and family about our podcast? That's really how podcasts grow. Word of mouth. And we need you, our faithful listeners, to spread the word. And uh, inter- interact with us via the social medias. So yes. we have, uh, obviously, Passion Fruits has our own social media channels. We are on Instagram at Passion Fruits Podcast. On Twitter at Passion Fruits Podcast. You can search that and we're right there. And... Facebook at Passion Fruits Podcast or email us at passionfruitspodcast at gmail.com. There we go. And then I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Adam.tay. And I am on both Instagram and Twitter as Dan is in the radio. And uh, we, yeah, we, we love to interact with you. Tell us, yeah. you know, if you're a big Simpsons fan, like tell us which episodes you're totally. like super into and, and perhaps uh, debate us, if yeah. you will. Let's fight. Um, let, let's get antagonistic. Yeah. We'll just do a, we'll just do a call and. Uh, episode next time <laughs> perfect that would be good <laughs> we would have no callers uh, just sitting in silence like this is fun <laughs> uh, well thank you everybody for stopping by get home safely <laughs>